Welcome back to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. Our mission is to share what we have learned from our experience and the experience of others to help you make more money investing like a pro. We want to teach you how to create wealth by investing in real estate the Discount Property Investor way. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, visit FreeWholesaleCourse.com, the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. Thanks for tuning in. Are you new to wholesaling real estate and you want some additional help getting that marketing out the door so your phone can start ringing? Do you need help running comps, analyzing deals, making offers? How about repair estimates? Do you struggle with any of these things? Well, guys, we are here to help. Mike and I have a weekly group coaching mastermind, and we would like to invite you guys to come check it out. It is a phenomenal value. For just a few hundred dollars a month, you can connect with Mike and I, get access to all of our courses, as well as join us on weekly coaching calls where we discuss what is working today in our real estate business. We are an open book. We talk about what kind of marketing we're doing. We do case studies and we answer any and all questions that you guys might have for us on those weekly calls. This mastermind is limited to only a few people. So check it out at dpipodcast.com forward slash mastermind to where you guys can get some more information about this amazing offer. Again, access to all of our courses. Connect with Mike and I on weekly calls. Ask us questions that you have about your wholesaling or real estate business, as well as weekly trainings on what we are doing in our business and what is working. This is like rocket fuel for your business. Check it out, dpipodcast.com forward slash mastermind. We'll see you inside. All right, guys, welcome back to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. I am your host, David Dodge. Today, I am joined by a friend, a local investor, um, and a good guy. Trevor Rice is joining me today, and Trevor's going to talk to us about his biggest wholesale deal to date. Trevor, welcome to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. How are you, Thanks, sir? Thanks, buddy. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for the kind words. I'm doing really good, man. Doing really good. Awesome. Glad to have you. I haven't had a chance to network with you recently because of COVID, so this is always a good opportunity to do that as well. But I hear you are closing uh, today and tomorrow. I guess it's a little mixed closing, but uh, you are closing your biggest deal to date. I wanted to learn a little bit more about what you were doing, how you got the deal, um, and of course, how much money you're getting paid and making, my man. So yeah, welcome. That's right. The money's the, yeah, the money's the best thing. So I uh yeah, I as you know, man, we we're close. So we uh I I was doing a lot of networking deals last year. I network with guys and getting deals from realtors, stuff like that, other wholesalers, and then um and then coming into this year, I started to direct to seller. So this deal came to my desk because I hired two VAs. They cold called the lead. The lead came from a prop stream lead that I exported on a list. And um, Skip traced them, VA cold called. It was her second day. She sets the appointment and it was such a good deal that I just went out on the appointment 
and then cl I closed it, went under contract. Um, and that was, that's what, how I got the deal really. Um, and that well, was let's, let's slow down and back up real quick. Um, <laughs> prop stream, VA, cold call. Um, that's some of the deal parts. Let's back up though. When, when you went to prop stream, uh, what kind of list did you find this one on? So this one was a pretty broad niche list. It was a, uh, it was a St. Louis high equity list. St. Louis city high equity list is what it was. St. Louis city high equity. List. So it was a high equity list in the city limits um, of where we live here in St. Louis. Guys, if you are listening to this podcast and you want to check out PropStream, I can get you a free trial. Go to dpipodcast.com forward slash comps. And we use it to run comps and pull lists. So Trevor used it to get a list. He got a high equity list. I love it. Um, from there, he pulled it down. What'd you do next, Trevor? So um, I, I pulled it up. I skip traced it, got the phone number from the lead after I exported it from uh, PropStream. Um, I had Sharice, who is one of my VAs. I had her cold call. How'd you skip trace it? I skip traced it using Lead Sherpa. And okay. this actual one was an LLC. And I know Lead Sherpa just recently came out with skip tracing LLCs and trusts. Yep. And I finally used them for this. And they skip traced this LLC and called the seller. It ended up being, it was cool because it ended up, the seller ended up being an agent, um, a licensed agent. So that's cool. Um, yeah. So we ended up calling the agent. Uh, it was on lockbox already. And it ended Wait, up being, the seller got, was a licensed agent. This is crazy. Yeah. So two days ago, no, yesterday, today's the 19th, right? Yesterday, mm -hmm. the 18th, uh, one of my students closed his first deal, $9,800 profit, seller was an agent. What the hell? I don't get this, man. They could list it. They don't. You know why? Because you come in and you offer them a crazy high level of convenience and they're willing to trade you a discount for that level of convenience. It's true. I love it. Yeah. It's amazing. So they don't have to, if the owners are agents, guys, it doesn't mean that they're not motivated. Trevor, proceed. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Sure. No, it's okay. He, um, like when we skip traced it, skip traced the LLC, got it from Lead Sherpa. Once we got the phone number, I handed off the number and the lead through a software I use called Call Tools. It's kind of like Mojo, but I use Call Tools. I put the script in there for the VA. She cold called the seller, used the script that I use, and then um, spoke with the seller got him to be interested in selling the property. And then he ended up setting an appointment with me. Um, he actually didn't even end up going out there. It was just vacant. He wanted me to make an offer over the phone. And I usually don't like to do that, but we ended up doing it. So hold on. When you say call tools, is that the VA or is that a software that's in between you and a VA that you work with and hire and pay directly? So call tools is a software that uh, is kind of like Mojo where it's a triple line dialer. It's a dialer, Okay. Um, and it, and it, it does that. So the VA has her own login access. Sharice does. So she cold called this seller from call tools. So that way she doesn't have to manually pick up her phone and keep dialing phone numbers. Gotcha. So you, whenever you, whenever you get your, your list from prop stream, you take it over, you skip trace it. And then you add the list or she adds the list right into call tools. So then from there, she's calling these people and her job is to just find motivated sellers, right? Just seek motivation. I think the yeah. simplest way to the simplest way to kind of describe what she does is just talk to as many people as possible that have a house, obviously, because you pulled the list and verify they own the house and just seek motivation. Ask these people if they have interest in selling. You never know. You call a thousand people. One of these people is going to be like, yes, I need to sell yesterday. Please help me. And that's all we're doing, right? 
Yeah, absolutely. And I, and we, you know, I only have her doing two things. I have her texting and cold calling and like that, that goes on to me and you use the same service batch leads. And, and she actually also texted the seller to make sure to update with the appointment an hour before just to make sure, Hey, is Trevor still cool to go out there? What's the I love that. Yeah. Great. Great thing. You always want to call or text before you go save yourself the trip or the person you're hiring. If you're paying somebody to go do that, if you're virtual wholesaling guys, you know, always follow up an hour or two, maybe even the morning of the appointment. So that's really good that you guys are doing that. And I love that you're utilizing the virtual assistant to do that and freeing up your own time. You sound like a business operator, not a wholesaler, my friend, but I like right. it. Keep I that, switched from last year, man. I keep that movement moving. That's what's up. You got to have these VAs to buy back some time. But at the same time, we love our virtual assistants. They're friends of ours. They're like, they're like my family at this point. Absolutely. And, you know, if I don't, um, or I'm always making sure that, that I'm getting them paid and that they're keeping going. And whenever we get, you know, a big deal, we make sure that they see a little piece of it. Right. And, um, the virtual assistants are great. It, it allows you to buy back your time. Now, whenever you were working with virtual assistants, it doesn't always have to be an overseas person. It could actually be somebody that just isn't in your office or in your home or even in your city. Um, with that being said, all of mine are overseas because I'm able to pay less money out of pocket as a whole, but I still pay very competitively. But what that ends up doing is it provides more value to them because if they're used to getting four bucks an hour and I can give them eight, right? They're going to be like, holy cow, this is awesome. But in the States where we live, eight bucks might not get somebody off the couch, right? No, no. But I think a dollar, I think a dollar converts like it's 50 or 49 or something like that. In something the Philippines. along those lines. Yeah. So $4 an hour for them is a lot of money. Assuming you're talking about a Philippine. Filipino. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's right. who Sharice is. Yep. Yeah, I also have American a couple too. of ours. Yeah. I yep. have an American VA. He's in and Rhode we, Island. We love the VAs though, man. They, they help us. And in return, you know, we're, it's a win-win. I love that. So the VA used call tools. It looks like they contacted and sought motivation. And then from there, did they set the appointment or do they pass it off to you? Is it a, uh, a notification saying, Hey, Trevor, I got, I got a good lead here. How's that so work? this lead kind of came in and uh, it came into my Podio, which is in the CRM, the uh, customer relationship management system that I use. And when she put the appointment, the great thing about call tools, as soon as she dispositioned the, the lead. So as soon as she said, okay, appointment was set, it automatically gets put in my Podio and then Podio transfers it, transfers it to my Google calendar. So I don't have to touch anything. Neither does she. So I got put in my Google Calendar. As soon as I saw that, okay, it's on Michigan Avenue, I was like, oh crap, this for this price, I was like, this is a good deal. So immediately I was like, hey, did you set the appointment? Yeah. And I listened to the call recording of the appointment. And I was like, okay, this is going to be a good one. And then I ended up following up with the seller the next day on the appointment day just to follow up to make sure that, you know, we're all good to go. That's awesome, man. That's very cool. Do you have a phone system through call tools or is it just her? Um, I don't have, a, I don't have a phone system anymore. I used to, um, I used to call, uh, other wholesalers. I used to call, um, you know, driving for dollars leads myself. That was actually at leads. I think it was like 115 leads. I ended up calling myself, but at that moment with the kid coming in and then just me just doing other things, um, I was just like, okay, I, I have enough money now where I can delegate this somewhere else. And so I just hired the VAs and now they have the cold calling access. Very cool. Very cool. So you set the appointment with the guy. Tell us what happened when you met him. 
So met with him, walked the property, um, took photos. Uh, Tell us a little bit about the property real quick. A single sure. family, big house, it, small house, ranch. It's a huge single family, 3,000 square foot. Okay, um, big house, single family. Yep. When the, when the lead came in, it, he told me it was already renovated. And that really threw me off. <laughs> they always say that. Well, when I came in, he, I, I came in, it was actually renovated, but it was terrible. It was a terrible renovation, you know, like a DIY almost. Right. And we were, you know, we were talking and he was like, oh, I hired the first contractor. They kind of botched it and did a terrible job. And they did the, you know, the gray walls, white trim. They had the nice flooring. The kitchen actually doesn't even need touched. Um, there's stainless steel appliances still in there. And um, it was a, it was a two story with a third story loft area. And then he just built a brand new garage with a new roof on the backyard. So now this, it had an actual garage uh, in the backyard with some um, backyard space, as well as this huge building that he painted the outside, did brand new windows, everything. And um, so what happened was, is when I walked the property, um, he was an agent. He started talking about how he owns over a hundred rental properties. And he was saying that, look, you know, we were, buying rentals and this deal came across us. So we just couldn't pass it up. It was such a good deal. We know what the comps are in the area, but he's like, we've been so busy at Lake of the Ozarks for the last three months that we just don't have time for this deal anymore. Like we have so many other rentals going on right now, as well as we have, you know, four other projects we're trying to close out. So we just don't have time for this. And I was just like, that's where the pain came in. And then I started talking to him about how I can help them. And then that's where I got the deal. Okay. So you, what'd you lock it up for? I locked this one up for 150,000. Did you, how did that work? Did you, uh, sure. did you, did you bring a contract with you when you went on the appointment or did you go there just to view the property and then follow up later with an email and a call or sure. just curious so, on the steps? I, I always intend to lock up right there on the spot just Good. because I know the drop off rate, you know, the drop off rate's insane and people get to start, they think about things, they go to sleep, wake up in the morning, change your mind. Right. Um, you know, talk to the wife or something. So when I spoke with him, I made sure he was the decision maker because I knew he had a business partner. So, you know, I, I just, you know, I want to make sure everybody's all here. And then I went down to the the price. We started negotiating. He said, look, I know what the comps are in this area. You know, you, there's this house down the street that sold uh, fully flipped in great condition, sold for $310,000. Um, and so you could probably put some work into here. And then um, we start going into price and I start digging a little bit more and I'm like, uh-huh, I'm listening, listening, listening. I'm asking him motivated questions. So, so if I can help you, you know, get, you know, get rid of this and buy this cash and I can pay all your closing costs. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to be bringing any agents. So there's no commissions involved. Like what's, what's that number look like for you? And uh, he said, I, I would like to have uh, 160 is what he originally had. And I was like, well, you know, tell me a little bit more about the things that I've seen in, inside the home. Cause there was some stuff like drywall messed up. And I was like, this is kind of, it kind of threw me off because it's already renovated, but he wanted really cheap pricing for a property that could sell tomorrow on MLS for 200. And I was like, I was like, there's something weird off, off about this property. And he was yeah, like, why wouldn't he list it? It would take him an hour. Right. And I was like, this is so confusing. And he was like, he's like, well, the left side of the house needs mortar and tuck pointing all on the left side. And uh, that's why we painted it gray because we want to hide that. I'm like, okay. And then he's like, well, and, and then this, these back beams on the back deck, they don't pass because the size and um, so the house needs five grand worth of work. Right. He started <laughs> talking about that, but I, in my head, I'm just laughing inside, you know, and I didn't say anything. I just use that as a, uh, as a negotiation tactic. Hey, that's his motivation. Price. 
Right. Right. I went back to the price. I said, you know, I can get a guy to come out here, you know, and I'm also going to have to get, you know, if I'm going to be at that price, I'm going to have to get sewer lateral inspection done. I'm going to have to do this, this, and this. And I, I said, I'm going to have to get a mortar guy and these guys aren't cheap. Um, and I have to get a guy to look at the roof. Um, and I said, you know, are, are we willing to go that route and do a 10 day inspection and, you know, go all the way through with those contingencies. And he's like, it's like, look, man, what, what do we need to do if we can just get this price locked down? You know, what price do you need to be at if we can, you know, just go ahead and do a clean closing in 30 days. And I was just like, well, I mean, I'm, I'm at like 140 and um, I pitched him 140. And his original said, no, ask was 160. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so I, I dropped him 20 K and I knew that even at, even at one, let, let's say 160, I could have probably wholesaled it for 185, 190 all day long. Um, so at that point, um, I was just trying to see where his comfortability is on price and what he would say no to. And then he said no to 140. Immediately just shot it down. And then he called his business partner right there in front of me. And I, you know, we we chatted and we got to a 150 number. Um, we're just back and forth. You know, what's what number would you take? Oh, I well, I don't know. I think 160 is fair, but I said, yeah, but I'm also taking care of this and this, and I'm providing this for you, you know? And, and then they're like, you yeah, just you're used, right. You just pushed on some pressure points, which he gave sure. you. Sure. Yeah. He cool. gave them to me. I just listened and I, and yeah, I asked just some listen. questions. Yep. And so at that point we locked it up for 150 and because he's an agent, he actually, I said, you know what, this is what I do with agents all the time too. I say, look, I'm not an agent. I have a 2018 modified version of a slar contract. I was like, like it's, I know you guys are licensed. If you have an updated SLAR contract that you would like to use, I'm totally cool with you sending me the contract as the agent to feel secure. I just want these things put on the contract. Um, now, at the end of the day, I really don't, it could be two pages written out with crayon. As long as there's signatures, a title company will pretty much take it. But right. I like to make them feel comfortable with the price and their contract because I get a lot of times where people, like agents, they bounce back and forth if I send them a two pager, you know? Right. No, I get it. So, so what were the items? What were the CYAs that you had added into the contract? Sure. So I, I put in, um, I just put in the straight $150,000 purchase price. I did do a financing or I did not do a financing contingency, but I did do a lender walkthrough in the special agreement section. I told him that I use Lawrence Hopkins with Longhorn. He's going to have to walk it. And I was like, okay, this would might be a good fix and flip for me because it's such a deeply discounted deal. I could cherry pick it. Um, and I said, I'll, I'll have Lawrence walk it. So he, my lender's going to have to walk it within a certain amount of days to prove it or deny it. So that was one. And then a sewer lateral inspection was another one. Um, those two were the inspections I use on the contract in the special agreement section. And that was kind of my, my CYA, you know, of, of the contract. Sweet. So you got it under contract. Did you even bring Lawrence over? You probably didn't need to. No, I, I didn't need to at that point. I just knew like, I was like, okay, I'm just going to wholesale this. This could be easy. Right. And, you, and Lawrence probably would have lent on it too. Absolutely. It sounds like it's yeah. a good deal, you know? So, so then how'd you market it? You got yourself a deal. Um, when we're wholesaling guys, we're just flipping paperwork. We're not flipping houses. It's, it's an agreement to purchase a house, but the wholesale itself is just selling paperwork. So you got this contract now. Woo. Love it. Yeah. Got a good deal. 150 house ARVs, you know, call it 200 and it meets five to 10 grand. So, oh, yeah. so we ended up doing the numbers. It looked like it was going to need like for the cosmetic, the beat up on the, on the, on the, um, the walls. And then it needed all new flooring. And then there's that water damage from the tuck pointing issue. Okay. Uh, it ended up being, uh, we said 40 and that was conservative. That's what I had in my head. I said 40. No one can argue with me on that number. 40 no thou. One. Yeah. 
I was like 40,000. No one could argue with me number because I had an ARV. You look it up, uh, two eight one four Michigan. It came out to like over three hundred thousand dollar ARV. Oh, it had a three hundred thousand. I'm sorry, three. you said two hundred. No, three hundred thousand ARV. Three. Okay, so I was gonna say, I was actually gonna say, I don't understand how the numbers are working. I now I get that, it. Yeah. So one fifty, three hundred k ARV. You got it half. You got it at half. However, you have to do some updates, and you need right. forty. Yeah. Deal. That's a deal right there. I love That's it. A, and yeah. you saw it too. So you marketed it out. You sent it out. How, wh what do you do to market? I'm just curious. What's yeah. the process that you have on your end once you have the signed contract to get the word out? So I usually do regular single family residentials and floor set in the rental markets, uh, Overland, stuff like that. And I sell to the REITs, the, you know, the turnkey buyers, all that stuff. And I sell them the out of state guys who just buy a cap rate. How? How do you sell to those people? Well, um, a good method that I used to find those people was I would go, let's say if on Michigan Avenue, that property that I had for 150K, I would look around uh, within a half mile radius of all properties that have recently been flipped in the last year around that house. And then I'll call all the listing agents around saying, hey, I noticed that this is a fix and flip house that you sold a couple blocks away from mine. I'm a wholesaler. I have this property uh, owner by contract, you know, can you have that same buyer that fix and flip that one come take a look at my property? And that's how I found the big buyers that I have now, the A-list buyers, I guess you'd call them. So at this point, uh, when I had the contract, I was kind of nervous because I've never done city. You know, I've never wholesaled city. I've always wholesaled out in the county. And I'm yeah. like, this is a totally different beast. And um, not. yeah, and I, that's what I thought though. And that was like my thinking. And I was like, okay, let me market it to my buyers list. Let me just do it the normal way I usually do it. And um, you know, first thing first, you know, and then another wholesaling company, a local guys, the faster house team, they call me up and they're like, here's the easy button, man. We'll give you 20 K right now. You just take it. And I was just like, okay. And I'll pay your closing costs. What they told me. So I said, I just said, yeah, I mean, I've, it was one of those instances where if I could sell a house in four hours and make 20 K rather than sitting out there, walking people through properties, dealing with all the negotiations and then hopefully getting 30, uh, I just thought that, okay, I want to take the easy button and get a guaranteed payout instead of dealing with buyers who may have the funds or has to deal with other hard money. Um, so I didn't want to take the chance and I just took the quick uh, the quick payout. Man, I think that's awesome. 20K in four hours and that's all you got to do, guys. It's, it's literally that simple. Trevor's an experienced investor and wholesaler. Um, so, you know, not every deal is going to be a four hour deal. That's going to make you 20 grand. But the cool thing is, is the more you do this business, the more you become familiar with what a deal is and the more you get familiar with, you know, how to determine an ARV and what the comps are going to be. Um, you can start recognizing deals. And in this case, Trevor could have made 30, 35 grand probably listing it. Uh, but there's no guarantee there, right? Right. And, and he may time. have pissed off his seller because time is of the essence. The convenience that, that Trevor used in this scenario was speed. That was the convenience that his seller needed. He needed speed. Trevor needs a discount. They traded. That's it. You trade a discount for convenience and you can get a deal. Um, he took the, you call it the easy button, the easy route. But really, I mean, you need speed too. Right. So, you know, your, your motivation to sell is speed. So the fact that you took the 20K in four hours is perfect. You've solved both problems at this point, created a triple win. You're going to make 20 grand. This guy, if he has anything else to sell, is probably going to want to keep working with you. 
Um, and then you got our friends over at Faster House, uh, a nice rehab or rental, whatever they decide to do with it. So, man, I love it. You kept it simple too. Um, you didn't have that much time invested in the lead gen process, which is typically the longest and hardest part of getting a wholesale deal. Wouldn't you agree? I would, yeah. Sorry about the train. I live by a train, but uh, no, you're fine. <laughs> as far as the lead gen process, it probably we're we're following up. We're hitting the same lists that we're pulling. You know, three, four, five times. This one just came off as one of those ones where you know it was the first time we pulled the list. Came high out high equity, right? High equity list, and it so happened to be vacant. We, I like broad and I like niche lists, and sometimes I like to combine them. You know, using uh, batch leads. Yep. If you ever you know you use the service so. Well, I, I like to combine them and this broad list helps me a little bit because you'll still run into people who are in a divorce situation or in a motivated situation, even though it's just a regular St. Louis city high equity list, you still going to run into those people. And, uh, I just got, you know, that day, her second day at work, she called, she's never cold call in her life, but she did really good when the training, she trained a week before that with me. And then she cold called on her second day starting and uh, she landed on that appointment and went through. It was, it was a really great deal. It was very quick. From start, it was on a Thursday. I locked how, it up. How much do you pay her? $4 an hour. Yeah. How many hours a week does she work? 40. Full 40. So you're paying her 160 a week? Yep. Probably give her two weeks off, right? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I, I, so the, the way I did it with her, I told her, uh, and this is a lot of money. I told her 250 bucks. I'd pay her as a bonus for giving me this deal like that. So quick. Love it. You got to do that, man. Cause then, cause if not, they're going to jump ship. My point is, is four, $4 an hour times 40 is 160 times that by 50 weeks. And assuming you get two weeks off, that's mm -hmm. eight grand. So you just got yourself a, a VA for two and a half years. If you want to look at it like that too, you can sp spread that out. You got yourself an employee to do nothing but lead gen for you for two and a half years, my friend. It's very Absolutely. cool. You got to yeah. leverage other people's time to create wealth. That's just the way that it works. Super um, true. You, you, you can't trade them. Win. You can't. You can't boss them up though too much, you know, because you got to. No, of the day, man, people, not at all. You know? I look as my at, at my virtual assistants as my friends. You know, like yes, they are employees, but we work on things together. If they have a problem, I have a problem, and vice versa. Mm. So yeah, absolutely. I mean, these are an extension of you and they are representing your business at the same time. So, you know, everyone's got to stay in line, uh, but I love it, man. This has been uh, a great breakdown on this particular deal. Um, and it was, it was pretty simple. I mean, a lot of, a lot of investors are using PropStream. I use it. Um, again, if you guys want to trial dpipodcast.com forward slash comps to pull lists and uh, from there, skip trace it, cold call them or text them, uh, get out, make an offer to them, and then market the deal to your cash buyers. So I do like one of the, one of your strategies, or I guess I should say one of the approaches that you have to cash buyers is you go the route of pulling recent sales in the area uh, recently, of course, and then contacting the agents. Um, that's one way to go about it. I think that's a great way because that agent may know of other people that might not even did anything right there, it's but true. will. Um, you can also go to PropStream and actually pull the owners of any cash transactions as well. And another, it's, just, it's really just more numbers to call to try to right. sell your deal to. And the student that I interviewed yesterday, um, Derek, he found his buyers that way. He used, this is great, Trevor. He used PropStream and Batch, that's it. 
He doesn't have wow. any. He doesn't have anything else. He doesn't have any CRM. He doesn't have any cold callers. No VAs. No dialing system. That's it. PropStream and Batch. So PropStream to get a to get a, a house, bat, or the the list right, and then Batch to connect with the seller. And then once he had the contract, he went right back to PropStream, pulled a a, a perimeter, pulled bat, pulled a. Um, cash buyers went back to batch but this side this time changed the message i'm not looking to buy your house instead is hey i see you bought a house in the area recently i have one that i'm selling at this address here's a link to pictures let me know if you have interest all with batch no cool, and that's right? how he dispoed it and that's how he dispoed it my friend wow two services that's so powerful that's powerful so guys if you are listening batch is like one of my favorite softwares you can try it out uh, and you can get your first month at 50% off. Just use my name, all caps, D-A-V-E, not David, but Dave. Um, and they'll give you 50% off your first month to try it out, uh, which will help obviously on the cost side of things. But also if you use that code, they're gonna give you a one hour onboarding call. And they'll basically hop on a screen share with you for an hour and train you how to use it, show you best practices, set up templates, help you navigate um, the system. I use it for all my skip tracing, Trevor. I use it for all my outbound lead gen SMS. My favorite two tools though are, this, are the list stacking, right? You said earlier, Those you get powerful. big list, you get small list. Whenever you have somebody that's on three, four, five, six lists, it's like, hey, the, the likelihood of them being a motivated seller is gonna be so high, right? Let's, let's spend our, it's 80-20, right? Let's spend our 80% our working on these 20% of leads that we think are gonna be the best leads. But even cooler than that is the match savings. So if you are skip tracing and like we just spent two grand on skip tracing yesterday, like we do a lot of skip tracing, you know, a couple hundred dollars. We do probably four, four to 500 a week on average, right? So the coolest thing is, is don't skip trace the same lead twice. Easier said than done. However, batch will match it up. If they see the same property address in there, they're not going to charge you. So like the last skip trace we did, I saved $400. It was like a awesome. $1,200 skip trace, but 30% of the leads were in the system. So it, it saved me more money than the cost of the monthly service. How yeah, and the duplicates that? in the organization. All the duplicates, everything else. I'm only, I've only been using it for three months, dude. So that's cool because if it's saving me that much now, three months in, imagine what it's going to be doing at 15 months in. You know, I may go wow. try to skip trace a list and only 10% of it go through, but that's good because it's like they're not interested. Don't throw money. At somebody that has the house otherwise we're probably following up with them already so guys again check it out dave d-a-v-e all caps uh get 50 percent off the first month to to check it out and again the cost savings if you get into skip tracing which i recommend you do i think trevor would too uh, yeah, i love it is the way to go i mean you can i pay 12 cents i'm in one of the higher packages of course but if not it's like 14 or 15 cents to skip trace and you get their phone number and their email. Otherwise, you're sending a postcard or a letter to somebody with one to two percent response rate, and that's going to that. cost you between thirty-five percent or thirty-five cents up to maybe sixty cents. Some cases, a dollar. Yeah, right? the real and handwritten ones even are a dollar. You, yeah, it doesn't even guarantee you that they're going to call you, right? That's just marketing your message. It works. All of these things work, right? But you want to stay focused on cost savings. And that's why I love batch as well, dude. So, but you went the approach and I got off topic there, but you went off with the approach of, if 
finding the transactions and contacting the agents. I love it. It's a, that's, that's a great way to go about finding your cash buyer. Um, and then you said 20K wholesale fee. Are you assigning this? No, I'm actually going to, I double closed it because I, you know, those guys are faster off. They're good. They're good, man. And I, uh, and I know that like, I was like, okay, I've always double closed all my transactions. And the reason why I did that is in the future, um, I really want to record all of my transactions in a double close. So my LLC is in there when, it, when, you know, the tax records check. And then when I can go ask for private money lender down, you know, down the road and I pitch private money, I can pull up all the addresses of all the properties. I have a list of it in an Excel sheet, all the properties I've ever bought and sold and how much return on investment I made those buyers. Oh, that's really then, smart. You're building experience doing that, but you're building a resume, right? Cause yeah. when you walk into a bank or you sit down, excuse me, with a private lender, they don't care if you have a college degree, bro. Come on. They don't right. give a shit about that. No. <laughs> what do they care about Trevor? They care about your credit score, your, yep. your the capacity of you to pay them back and the yep. history of other people that you've done business with. Absolutely. That's basically your credit report and a credit credibility packet that you can provide them, which you are building in real time, which I think is great because it's much easier to build it in real time and make it, um, make it big and valuable than trying to go back later and do that. So keep doing that because eventually you're going to have 500 houses under your belt like I do. And you're going to be able to, you know, show that list. Can't wait, very, man. very cool. Can't wait. I, very cool. And, and it, it gave me, it got me, um, it got me uh, a pre-qualification letter this year from Carrollton bank because of go. that. I sent, I sent that sheet over to him and he was like, you know, are these wholesale deals and what'd you do? And I told him kind of what I did with them. And he was like, uh, it's like, wow. He's like, yeah, I mean, obviously you're creating a return on investment for these big institutional buyers, these REITs, these hedge funds, these turnkey companies, you know, obviously you know how to vet and underwrite or look for a deal correctly. You know, I think that that'd be, a, you know, easy to work with you. And Isn't that great how like there's so much value that you can create by just finding the deal. It's amazing. Absolutely. You know? I tell this to a lot of people, Trevor, um, like students of mine, but also, um, just when I'm podcasting in general, it's in both of my books, but I think people should start with learning how to find motivated sellers, no matter what kind of uh, investor they want to be. If they want to be a landlord or they want to be a fix and flipper and they have no desire to wholesale, that's fine. I'm not saying learn how to wholesale. I'm saying learn how to find motivated sellers. The reason is, is once you have a deal like you did, a property at 50 cents on the dollar, all the doors open up for you. Absolutely. You could have gone with Lawrence and got a hard money loan, flipped it, made 35 grand, right? Yeah. You probably could have um, gotten a loan from Lawrence or Faster House for the rehab. Yeah. You've gone with Lawrence or Faster House funds yep. and kept it and burned it, right? Yep. You yep. could have... Um, wholesaled it, which is what you did. But regardless, you have these options, right? And it's what we do, man. I mean, we market for deals that we want. We market for the rentals and the fix and flips. And we keep the best ones that come in and we wholesale the rest. But I think what I'm getting at, I don't mean to get off topic, but you know, whenever you have a deal, the doors open. Whenever you don't have a deal though, right? It's very difficult to add enough value by just fixing it up. You always have to buy it at a discount in order yep. to make the investment a good investment or to limit your risk of loss in that investment, right? 
Yeah, it's got to so, be a win-win too. Yeah, you win, can. right. So yeah. if you guys are new, start by learning how to locate motivated sellers. And once you find those people, you can use a piece of paper to get control of their property and then you can sell that paper. And that's all Trevor did. I'm not trying to undermine it. The philosophy of it is simple. It's not easy. Not, not easy, always simple. Yeah. It gets easier, right? Yeah. With experience, right? Yeah, I knew, I knew that was a deal from the simple. minute it went into my podio, you know? Boom. But I, Some yep. people, when you first start, you might not know that. You don't know that that property over in that hot, you don't know it's a hot area or you can, the ARVs are that much. But as soon, once you get that experience and you start doing deals, you get better, better. It gets, it gets uh, more simple as you go. And I, I think to touch on earlier when we were talking about the agent list, and I really, that's, that's really cool that you're talking about Prapster and cash buyers. I always wondered if that was a good way to go. Um, but I personally have never done that. That's why I brought it up because when he told me that I'm like, well, yes, of course that's a possibility, but I don't, I just didn't think to do that. But the <laughs> fact, not only that he did that Trevor, that's cool. But the fact that that's all he's using. Yeah. Is those two softwares, right? I have a multiple CRMs and marketing systems and websites and phone systems and virtual assistants and you don't need a, it. an office here with a closing coordinator, right? Mm -hmm. and three rehab crews, right? We have all these moving parts and it's great. It helps us scale, but it's not necessary. And if you are new to this business, keep it simple. I mean, you can literally do deals and make 20 grand. He made 9,800 on his, uh, but it was his first deal. He's been a student for a little over two and a half months, going on three months. Um, so, you know, it's not that difficult. It just takes some hustle. So I love it, man. The fact that that VA got that in two days is awesome. Hopefully that will boost her confidence and a $250 bonus is going to be huge for her. Absolutely. She doesn't and make I, that in a traditional week working at 40 hours at four hours. That's 160. So, wow. I mean, you know, basically that's, you know, almost two weeks worth of work for her. That's great. Yep. And the cool thing about every, like about going into this direct to seller, this is, it's funny that you say like, you know, it's, you don't have to go crazy with the softwares and the systems to, you know, like you were saying that guy, he just literally used batch prop stream and that was like it, you know? And, uh, when I started, you, as you know, I, I was couch surfing. I had nothing like zero. I was driving a tr beat up truck going from appointment to appointment. I just went to RIA events and networked with other wholesalers with real estate agents. And I was telling agents, Hey, I'll pay you 5% commission. If you bring me an off market deal. And I, Started 5%. networking. Wow. Yeah, five percent. Yeah, I was. Did you read my book, buddy? <laughs> I have not. No. I have to send you a copy, Probably man. Saying, here's and what? what here's number. Here's number one. Here's number two. What do you What do you say? What do you have? Like ten percent. Ten percent of what? You pay the agents ten percent. Oh no, I didn't say that. No way. <laughs> I don't. No. I don't like paying them anything. But you know, if you have yeah. to, you have to. Of course. Yeah, that's. You know? a, I mean, and then last year, I me, I it was just me, and I did a little over two hundred thousand dollars from just network deals, like just network deals. I did that, and that was amazing. But I knew it wasn't sustainable, you know, for a long period of time because um, I knew that I, if I wanted deep, more deeply discounted deals, or um, you know, something along the lines where it, later down the road, when I do want to do rehabs or buy rentals myself, I can't just keep depending on these wholesalers and these other agents and stuff like that. So I started going direct to seller this year and then it just changed the game for me. You know, and the other thing is I saw other wholesalers make going direct to seller and they were making $30,000 wholesale deals. I'm making, you know, five to 10 
And I'm like, man, if only I would have known that seller before them, I would have made like 40 grand. And yeah, that's not crazy, man. I've done three deals over, over 60,000 to date. Not me personally, my, my company. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, one of them was over six figures, which was really cool. We made 103 grand, I think on it. Oh, I watched um, that video. Oh, I know. Yeah. But <laughs> the, uh, the cool thing is, is man, I've never, well, I shouldn't say never the first I've been investing 15 years, my friend, I've been full-time for five to six. Right. And the first 10 years, I didn't know about motivated sellers at all. I didn't know. I mean, obviously people get motivated to do anything in life, but I didn't like think like, let's just focus our energy to find people that own properties that are motivated to sell them. And I bought 10 properties in the first 10 years of as, as, as an investor, uh, retail with an agent paid the, you know, commissions were paid mostly by the seller. I didn't have to pay them because I was buying them. Um, but they were retail prices too. Right. And I got a loan on all of them at 80, maybe even 90%. Um, and they were just rentals. I used, I used those to park my cash. I'm terrible at saving money like terrible at it. So why not put it on autopilot and have somebody else fill up the piggy bank, right? Um, not to mention the, the tax advantages. But when I went full time five, six years ago, um, I went direct to seller right away. I didn't know any other approach. And um, man, since that time, I've never paid retail for a property. I love huh. selling properties retail. I'm, I'm buying no my personal house. I would ever pay retail for a property. I'm under contract on my personal house right now. And uh, <laughs> I got it under contract for $75,000. It was a four bedroom, uh, three and a half bath. It was a motivated seller. It was a uh, 2,300 square feet. It's got an acre of land. It's got awesome, beautiful two car garage on it. And it's a beautiful house. And I got for 75 grand and it, it appraised for over $170,000. And I, I got that and it's my, it's going to be my own personal residence. And I remember I'm like, you know, I'm never going to pay retail again for a ever. house. Ever. Yeah, you got a great deal on that house. I'm going to come yeah. check it out sometime. And so the, the deal was I get $75,000. They gave me a $6,000 credit for flooring and paint. And then they also gave me $3,000 for closing credits. That's so it, Are you going to use FHA? FHA, yeah. So I'm yeah, that's even better. Down. So you're not even going to have any money in it. Like, no, maybe, like two grand maybe. A couple thousand, yeah, give or take, which is sweet. They, they, a lot of times with the FHA, they roll the closing costs into the loan too. So it just reduces the barriers to entry to get into that. Uh, yeah. Man, that's awesome. Well, Trevor, keep it up, my friend. Congratulations um, on that deal. I mean, that is a huge deal. 20 grand is life-changing, guys. I mean, imagine if you are working a minimum wage job right now and somebody just deposited 20 stacks in your bank account. I mean, that's, that's awesome, guys. Trevor's used to this. He's doing deals as well, obviously. Not this it's, high, though. Not this not high, this though. High. But the average person, I mean, that is, that is a tremendous amount of capital. So it's possible. This business is incredibly simple. It's not necessarily easy. But hopefully in podcasts just like this, we help break down what it takes to do these deals. Um, in this scenario, Trevor knocked it out the park. He made 20 grand in four hours. So his hourly rate was $5,000. Wicked. Hey, I called Incredible. my CPA right after because 
How much tax am I going to have to pay on this? Absolutely. (laughs) And she was like, well, Trevor, I tell you what, you better start buying rentals. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Or up your marketing budget. You got to have some expenses on that, on that to to cut that down a little bit. I already knew immediately when I made 20 grand, I'm like, half that's gone back into my business. I'm I'm like, some of that's going into taxes and the rest, like the other half of that is going back into my business to reinvest into getting more deals. And the other half that's going towards my personal stuff to help me move with to my new house. you know, and, and, I love it, you know, man. One thing I would recommend, I, I do this. So I think this is definitely something that I would recommend you look into doing, but create a, create a separate account for marketing and, mm. and never, never take money from that account and put it towards non-marketing items. And here's the thing you said, you're going to, you know, take half for this and half for that. I think that's great. I like to take 10 to 15% of a deal and put it in that marketing account. I don't think it's necessary to go 20, 30, 40% unless you just want to fund the account. Cool. Do that. But if you can consistently take 10% of every deal that comes in and put it in that account, what ends up happening is that account starts growing. And all of a sudden it's a, it becomes a game. It's like, all right, I get to now go spend this money, but it's an investment. It's not a cost. Right. You're spending it into more leads, you know, more of everything you're saving so like, more costs because software is like batch leads you can you pay more then you're getting less for the skip you're getting stuff. less more for less exactly so that's kind of our that's what we try to do here at our business we take you know sometimes it's as low as five percent if it's a huge deal there's no reason to take you know eight or ten grand and put in the account if the account's got 15 in it right there's no right. reason to do that so we'll take a little bit when it's low we'll take a little bit more but no matter what every deal that's closed we try to take you know roughly 10 percent, put it into that marketing account the coolest thing is though is we never have to fund the marketing account well you're saying well what does that mean dave you're funding it every time you do a deal that's exactly right i'm never having to go get money from another account or get it or sell something or nine to, to five. get more money yeah. it's it it snowballs guys. So, you know, marketing is an expense. I tell my students, marketing is going to be an expense for three to six months, hopefully one to two, but realistically three to six months. After that, you're going to have consistent deals dropping. And as long as you are diligent to do that, then you don't have to worry about that marketing budget. It's awesome. Yeah, it's great. Very cool. Trevor, any parting words for the audience, the viewers? Again, congratulations, 20 grand, four hours, biggest deal to date. You're the man. I love it. Hey, I, hey, next goal is going to hit 50. That's the next goal. So, uh, 50 stacks, 50 stacks. That's the goal, man. And I, I love uh, it. I would say my, my parting to uh, everybody here is that yeah, if you're just starting uh, in real estate and you, you're, you're, you're really interested in the wholesaling game, I, I truly believe it can get you out of a lot of situations that you might not think that you can ever get out of. Like I got out of a lot of situations I never thought I can get out of. In the same instance, there's guys that I know that are good friends of mine who work at corporate companies who make six figures and then they get out of the business and they realize just the freedom that wholesaling, you know, can provide the money it brings, you know, the happiness, not the money, the money is just a vehicle, but the happiness it provides that the money can give, you know, you're not having to stress over bills anymore. And, you're, you're working. I think I work maybe 10 hours a week, like maybe like that's max 10 hours a week is what I'm working. I think with all that being said, I think, uh, to bring it back, anybody can do it. And I think that it can get you out of some tough situations or even get you out of situations that suck. That's right. Anybody can do this. You can do this part time. You just got to put a little hustle in whenever you are doing it. Trevor, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Grateful for your time. Congratulations on that deal. Guys, you can do this too. It is not 
that difficult. For more uh, tips and tricks, guys, head on over to dpipodcast.com forward slash toolkit. And these are going to be all of the softwares and, and, and processes that I use in my own business to do 8, 10, sometimes 15 deals every single month. Thanks for listening. Signing off. Thanks for listening to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and subscribe to help us reach a wider audience. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, please visit freewholesalecourse.com, the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. We would also appreciate it if you left us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Thank you in advance for your support. And remember, you make your money when you buy and you get paid when you sell. Now let's go build some wealth.